Welcome to Music and Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Moshe Lewis. I'm excited today to be joined by my co-host, the illustrious Sean Zanotti. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me here. <laughs> Always a delight. And we have a special treat today. We have Sylvester Blackwell with us. He is a music exec, and he's going to talk to us about what it takes to really sort of manage artists as they're up and coming, some of the challenges that one faces, as well as some of the secrets that he's learned that help mark his success. Sylvester, welcome. Thanks for having me. Now, if I understand correctly, you're from Louisiana and um, just outside of New Orleans. How did you get interested in music? And if I understand, you dibble and dabble a little bit, too. I used to, and that's, I think that's where my love came in, where I used to rap, and I never was able to really get someone, you know, like when we would go to the studio, people would be like, uh, yeah, we're in the yo, they'd be talking like, you know, they're doing something, and they never really wanted to do nothing but just say that. And, you know, time went on, and I was steady, you know, just making the wrong mistakes, wrong mistakes, and somewhere I got involved with the business side of it. And I fell in love with the business side of it more than I did the, the actual music. What does the business side of it look like for you? Well, the business side is, you can have, uh, to me, you can have more reach. Because for the business side, I can have two or three artists and put them in places where they can touch another. Because when you can create and you can reach somebody's, you know, like, somebody's going through something and they might be crying or whatever and you got an artist who just creates the you know create that song that something that pulled them back from the edge well learning how to capitalize on that that's where I, I saw the power was at and I kind of got in love with the power part I wanted to be able to create a way for people to realize their dreams and stop making the mistakes I made Took all, you know, I was 29 years old, still going in the same circle. And nobody was willing to come up and say, no, you need to do this or you need to do that. There wasn't no real good mentorship or nothing like that because you had people who wanted to, either they wanted to be it or they wanted to take more money than they should have gotten. And if you didn't give it, well, they wasn't going to do nothing for you. And, and like I say, I'm not a selfish person. I, I, I really want to I want to see a change, and I want to see people realize their dreams. You know what I mean? So I was like, this 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 is this is what I need to do, you know. And you raise an interesting point because some people say if artists can't sort of be in their pain and live through some of their struggle, then we can't really identify with them because they're just too good or it's just it's not relatable. Do you find that sometimes that is a blessing, but also could be a curse? No, because I don't, you don't know who really is the art. You, you really don't know the artist. I listen to the music. Like, uh, if I say The Weeknd, right. The Weeknd make music, and his music, I, it's almost like he was like living in my room. You get what I mean? <laughs> he like, like, I can relate to almost every single word. But I don't know him, and I don't know, I don't think he lives the same life I live because, I mean, he obviously make way more than I do. <laughs> so, you know, but I still can relate to, because we relate to the words that's being said if our feelings are right where those words are. So, if you're not, if you didn't grow up with the artist, you're never gonna truly know them. 
you know. People relate to what sounds good and what feels good. And that's what I, I try to always make sure that when I'm listening to something, I'm not listening to it from a what, just what I like. I listen to it from a standpoint of when I see them put, when I see an artist put their soul into something and you can hear that, you can feel the energy of the right. song. Then, you know, I get to, you know, I start calling people, hey, I want you to hear this. I want you to, you know, give me, give me, give me your feedback, you know. And if the feedback across the board from the, you know, roughly five or six people that I, you know, trust um, is the same, then, you know, I start making calls to the artist, hey, let's sit down and let's do some business. You speak about the power that you, mm -hmm. that you just said that you love, but along with power, um, it's it's good things, but it also there's what could be looked upon as bad things that comes along with that. How do you cope with the um, with those the heaviness of the business of the entertainment business? What does that look like for you, and how do you then relate that to your clients in a way that they're able to cope and be okay for themselves? I don't really look at power as something heavy. Okay. Because, you know, I, I only want to do business with good people. Mm -hmm. So, my morals and my my, my morals and my character mm -hmm. won't allow me to do any kind of uh, shady business practices or any kind of unethical business. Because mm -hmm. I have to look at myself in the mirror. You know, every every night. You know, and I got a daughter and I got a son. Mm -hmm. And. I, I try to lead by example. You know, anytime I'm doing a job or something, you know, I got people who work for me. I actually do the exact same job they do, even though I own the company. I don't care. Like, hey, we we, we one and the same. Yes. Um, and when you have the power to do something, I always believed that character is built not when you do something when people are looking at you. Mm -hmm is built when you do something and no one knows about it. So there's a lot of things I've done that I've never put on social media or called somebody, hey, look, I just helped this person. Because that's not, you know, I don't do it for the approval of other people. I do it because it's the right thing to do. And that's why power does not seem like a, a burden or it's heavy to mm -hmm. me. Because, you know, if you just do the next right thing, I mean, what? You never have, you know, you, you never get in a bad situation when you're doing the right thing. You, you generally fall into that category, or you generally have problems when you're trying to be conniving. People are not stupid. Mm -hmm. Subconsciously, you know, and, I, and I've, I've, I've read a lot about psychology. Subconsciously, if you're not genuine, mm -hmm. people pick up to it, on it. And they might not even say nothing about it, but some way they just start moving away from you and you stop hearing from people and people don't really want to work with you and you're like, why well, they don't want to work with me? Exactly. <laughs> because they can tell you're fake, right. you know? You know? Right. So that's, that's kind of why, um, yeah, I don't, I don't see power as, I mean, being heavy, I don't. You embrace it. Yeah. yeah. I like that, I like the, um, really coming from an ethical place. Tell us a story, tell us something, an artist maybe that you worked with that you saw they were faced with a challenge. Because the show's music and medicine and certainly a lot of those challenges could be health related where you really felt like, gosh, I have to kind of guide them and, and mentor them and maybe not let business uh, come before you know, a health issue or something that they've got to deal with that's really personal. If I was to say, uh, I was managing an artist one time um, out of New Orleans. Um, and I could tell she was dealing with a lot emotionally because she was very insecure about her body. 
and she would, you know, be making herself throw up and, you know, she's got to do this. And I, and I said, first and foremost, if we're going to work, you have to deal with your mental health. And, you know, then I started seeing her postings online and, you know, I can tell it was getting worse. So I called her, I said, hey, did you go to your therapist? And she was like, yeah. Um, I said, did you get your medicines? She said, yeah. I said, are you taking your medicines? You see, it, it, it's, it's one, you know, you can't, you can't do one and two and then skip step three because step three is just as important as the other ones. Right. And she didn't, you know, she says she, it makes her feel a certain type of way. Well, I said, well, communicate that with your doctor right. so that they can adjust. I said, because I want to work with you, but I cannot let you get into this because it's a, it's a different environment when you have the world scrutinizing you. I say, your mind is not strong enough to take that on and the girl is talented the girl is amazing and I still want to work with her but she still hasn't gotten the help and I and I you know and I go to her social media from time to time and I look look forward to see but I still see her doing you know screaming and hollering and doing a lot of crazy things and I'm like you know and I reach out to her hey I do care about you more than I care about the money money you know money is a side effect of success it's never my end goal I pray for you know every every day I pray for um, and I and I and I I know more artists who believe that they have to cheat to get somewhere, mm -hmm. and it's like just get a we could have got you a nutritionist, right. you know you don't have to make yourself throw up. Right. We could have got you a nutritionist. We could have got you a personal trainer. Mm -hmm. We could have done whatever was necessary for you know. Uh, for you to get the body you want, as opposed to, and as I, you know, and I told her, I said, I'm, and me, I'm against, you know, the cosmetic surgeries and things like that because I feel like a lot of women uh, should understand that. Let your body do what it do. Eat healthy and let your body do what it do, but love what it is. You know, be okay with that because. I mean, people ain't gonna like. I mean, I don't care what what you look like. No, and you're, you're never gonna get. Yeah, you're never gonna get everybody to say, "Oh, you know, yeah. you're beautiful." You're Somebody is gonna have something to say. Yeah. Right. And um, you know, when you look at how how people nowadays are prioritizing, you know, trying to go viral, and they're willing to do anything to get that. Literally. You know. Um, I think that speaks to the mental health of the person. And you know, even with people I know that have gone viral, I you know, I don't want to push something that I know is exhibiting the behaviors of someone who has mental issues and they're not taking care of them because in my community it's not quote unquote the coolest thing to go to therapy. You know, and I'm I'm a big advocate for a hey, mental health you've got to be you know, you got to have a strong mind. And the only way you can do that is to deal with the problems on the inside because self-work is the most important work. You cannot get to no level if, you're, if your inside is destroyed, you know. Right. Um, and like I say, I, I have a few artists, especially that one, and I, and I think it because I really, I really feel for, for her because she don't have people around her saying the same things. Right. You know, hey, you need to go get help. Or she's, she would be getting it. Right. Take care of yourself first. Right, right. But people are not telling her that. They're thinking, you know, she's young. She's 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 a pretty girl. Oh, she's gonna make it. Right. 
She's amazingly talented. You know, she's going to make it. We're going to get money. That's all they're exactly. thinking. Right. In reality. Yeah. That's and the subtext. And that, that's, that's, that, I, I think that's so, I think that's so horrible because you should never sacrifice someone for, for money. Money comes and goes, you know. You, you can be rich today, broke tomorrow. But when you're looking in the mirror, you got to deal with that for life, you know. So those are some of the things that I, 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 you know, and I apply that principle to everything in my life, you know. I always want to put myself, well, put myself and people in a position where we don't have to come from a place of distrust. You don't have to always look at me as an enemy or as your competition. We can actually come together and help each other accomplish the same goal, you know. Sure. I love it. Well, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, Sylvester Blackwell is going to have one of his new artists with us and really sort of showcase what he says and believes sort of in action, meaning that we're really going to see that he's more about really trying to develop the artist as a person and not just have it completely a business item. Can't forget that piece of it, but certainly health really should exceed anything else in a person's life if an artist is struggling. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome to Music and Medicine. I'm Dr. Moshe Lewis. I'm excited to have Beaujolais with us today. Sure, thank you. Pleasure. Sure. Now you all have to tell us how you met because I hear there's a story behind the story here. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, well, I flew out of here a couple of days ago with, a, with another artist. And um, towards the last minute, you know, and I'm telling him just calm down, things are moving, just well, I call him while we were, uh, set, you know, getting the transportation and stuff lined up. And he says, oh, I'm, I'm in an Uber on the way to the airport. And I said, are you serious right now? And I, say, I said, dude, I said, you realize we're shooting tomorrow. Well, just let me know what's going on and, and, and I'll see if I can get back. I said, now, where in the world do they do business where we're going to see if you can get back? Wow. And um, then I, and he said, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna come back. And I said, okay, cool. Well, he called me about five minutes later and he says, man, I, I just, you know what? I, 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 I feel I gotta go. And I said, you know what, dude? I said, I'm not gonna argue with you. And I hung up the phone right. because you, like I told him, I'm, I'm out here and you know, and I own a couple other businesses and I said, I'm willing to walk away from everything that I got going on to make sure that I deliver on my promise to you. And say, and you're jumping on a plane, leaving, while I'm still here working for a promise I made to you. I said, so you have a good flight and let me know you made it home safe. And, that's, and then we got off the phone. I met her the night before. And um, I told her, you know, I said, you know, I'm interested in working with you. And when I called her, you know, she had that, you know, oh, I can be there. 
She said, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm coming out of Burbank. It'll be about an hour, hour and a half before I get there. What <laughs> <laughs> time, what time? You know, she was like, and, and so then sure. she came, picked me up, and I, you know, and, and I do little things to see just how committed the artist is. I said, hey, I need you to run and take me here, you know, do this. Well, we sat down at Yard House and we talked. And, and I told her, I said, you know, when you really want your dreams to become a reality, you got to give up the idea that you can't sacrifice everything in order to make it. Because if I had to sleep on the street to make my dreams my reality, then on the streets is where I'm sleeping tonight. Because I want to get to where? And she was like, I'm with that. And it was it. Was it. You know, I called my attorney and said, hey, I need you to get this contract together. And you know, and that's. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was how long ago? Three days. <laughs> Three days ago. Wow. Yesterday I met up with him and wow. I met him on Thursday. He said he was a good bar and singer. Then he yeah. called me yesterday and said that something had happened and he needs someone to step in. So I was like, well, I'm here, so why not? Wow. And I was going to leave Thursday, actually. Yeah. Wow. But I decided to extend my time because I was enjoying it and meeting people. And then I ran to him. Wow. So you're from Atlanta? Mm -hmm. From Atlanta. And so this happened. Yes. Mm -hmm. And this is a big this that happened. Yeah, apparently. What, yeah. Does that feel? <laughs> what does that feel like for you? That's, that's amazing. Um, it feels great. It's just confirmation that, like, you know, being in the right place at the right time and then having everything aligned inside of you that allow those things to happen and just trusting that it's going to happen. Really. And then do you use just sort of... Um, how shall we say it, sort of this inner peace that you get maybe in having met him and sort of seeing his spirit or talking with him mm -hmm. to kind of really judge because there's lots of people and yeah. lots of people are promising My discernment things. was very high. I am in Hollywood. <laughs> we beautiful women in Hollywood, so <laughs> exactly. people are going to talk to you. But right. he showed a lot too, so mm -hmm. I... Ended up here, so apparently my judgment was great. <laughs> well, and clearly you must be talented. Let's talk a little bit about yeah. your talent mm -hmm. on sure. the music side. Right. Um, so I know you started with gospel, Yes, right? I did. So I started you, in church. Yes, let's uh, talk about Christian. that. I was raised Christian. I started in church singing with my sisters. And I just, you know, decided to pursue it more. They decided to do what they do, and that's how I ended up here. But I started in church. I don't know what age. I just know I was young. As soon yeah. as we could talk, my mom was like, let's put them voices to work then. Go sing in the <laughs> choir. <laughs> and then I just fell in love with it. I couldn't get, get it away. Like, it fueled me to fuel other people. And, like, the way I made people feel was beyond me, you know. So I just decided to just, why not? To pursue it. How yeah. did you know to not pursue, go in the gospel realm and to then go into the R&B realm? Um, because I wanted to touch a more variety of, of audience. I didn't want to just touch one. And the way that the universe guy, whomever, speaks to me is more universal. So I felt like Christianity would have like boxed me in a way to where I couldn't communicate in other ways. And like everybody have different experiences throughout life. We go through different things. So I was very inspired by things I've gone through that inspire me to write my music and things that um, people going through as far as like their story and when I meet people and they tell me their story I was able to like um, like feel it and like trans transform it into music so that way not only one person feel like they're being talked to everybody can feel like they're relatable because we are relatable to each other so if someone's going through something someone else has to so it was just a way of me not put keeping myself in a box and who are some of your inspirations like where do you sort of draw your Mm, that's a hard question. <laughs> I like so great many. music, but if I had to go back, my, my grandparents, I started us off with like Whitney Houston, Anita okay. Baker, right. Tina Turner, Luther Vandross, Michael Jackson, Prince, anyone you name, you name it. You know, Say even something. with um, what's that? Uh, Kurt Franklin, Yolanda sure. Adams, C.C. Right. Wine is like just great music. 
that inspired me to be who I am. And I am inspired by those two, but I still have my own in it. Where do you see yourself uh, taking this? Like, what does what does uh, your world look like? Uh, if you envision your world, as you envision when you visualize yourself, mm -hmm. what does that vision look like? Um, it's a very broad vision, but <laughs> I'm trying to I can't bring it on down. Yeah. But um, to be an inspiration and a healer to a lot of people, transparent, let people know that they're not alone. Not only that, the um, hopefully that my journey helped other people in their journey because things don't happen overnight. Um, it, it do require a lot of self-development and self-care and like it's not easy, but each time that you make that step to move forward, regardless of what it is, you can like, you know, find the greater outcome out of it because it comes either way. But I see myself being an inspiration to a lot of people, selling a lot of records, traveling, businesses, giving back to people, helping my family develop and grow. Just being a great person overall. Like, awesome. as, as much as I can, I'm not perfect. But <laughs> I'm pretty us. sure I'm going to have some mishaps up in there. <laughs> sure. But overall, yeah. you know, my end goal is to be the best I can be. Sure. Tell us how you say your name and what it means, because I think that there's a special meaning there that we probably don't want to take for granted. Right. Uh, my name is Beaujolais. Mm -hmm. It's B-E-A-U apostrophe J-O-L-I. Okay. Just in case I want to know how to spell it, because some people like to put B-O, but it helps them pronounce it. But it's Beaujolais, and the meaning means spiritual. Um, I'm sorry, beautiful soul. Oh, I love that. Wow, beautiful. So your name, your name. Th there's some such symbolism here. Yeah. <laughs> your name means beautiful soul. Beautiful soul. And mm. then when I just asked you where you visualize yourself, mm. you said you see yourself as a healer. Right. So you see yourself as a healer. Mm. Your that's what your name means, and then right. that leads me to you <laughs> to touch on. You know how music can help heal. the mental capacity. Mm -hmm. Sure. How that can help heal a person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you spoke to it. I mean, I love those kind of words that you use. They're very colorful mm -hmm. and optimistic. It's something that we love in music mm -hmm. because so many of us may feel down at one moment, sad right. in another, stressed mm -hmm. out. Right. And and music and a way that like. Um, Sean's saying that we can help heal mm -hmm. is um, finding sort of those notes, those tones, right. that that you hit that right spot. The person just hear like, oh, I get oh, it. Someone gets me. The right lyric, <laughs> exactly. right? Yeah, the right, right song the can sure. just put you in that right. mood. Right. Right. You're like, and it oh helps mental health. Mental yeah. health. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. That's the main goal. Hope A lot of people feel alone. That's why mental health is big. But sure. we're not. We have each other. I'll take that stress though, right? Well, we're looking forward to hearing from you, and okay. um, we'll be right back, and hopefully you'll favor us with a selection. Yes, I will. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> looking forward to it. Okay. Tell me it's all mine, baby. Tell me it's all mine. 
happy, babe Cause who's gonna love you? Who's gonna love, who's gonna love you? Who's gonna love, who's gonna love you? Who's gonna love, who's gonna love you? Don't want no one else touching you, babe Who's gonna love, who's gonna love you? Who's gonna love, who's gonna love you? Who's gonna love, who's gonna love you? Don't want no one else kissing you, baby. Candlelight slid, laying next to you. I'm never ashamed, I'll be a fool for your love. Cause how real it makes me feel. Whatever you say, I'm all in. I hate being alone. I need you near me, just a few feet away. And I know, baby, we have our flaws. But I love you, flaws and all. That's what make you different. That's what make you worth loving. Unconditionally. Unconditional love So tell me who's gonna love Who's gonna love